Hello everyone. My name is Denise, and I speak English as my second language. My native language is Turkish, and I dedicated my YouTube channel for those who are like me, native Turkish speakers, who speak English as a second language, which is abbreviated to ESL, English as a second language. I don't know where you're from or how your education system is, but in Turkey, ESL classes primarily and most of the time solely focus on learning English, an environment to acquire English or to practice English is not provided generally. That's why most people in Turkey know about grammar, certain words, but we can't go beyond that. We can't communicate. Maybe we can write. But most certainly, we can't speak. Either you need to pay big bucks and continue your ESL journey elsewhere, like a private tutor or a speaking coach, or you need to display personal efforts, which is what I did. And that's what I'm trying to show you is possible. I'm a living, breathing example. That's why I don't talk about grammar in my channel. I share exercise videos or I explain certain concepts and theories about ESL to make it fun and provide you with what you're missing. Exposing yourself is one of those concepts. You need an extraordinary amount of input when you're learning a foreign language. You can't expect to acquire a language only reading about grammar rules. You can't create your own output if you haven't acquired enough input. That's why I decided to start my own podcast series. Listening to podcasts is one of my favorite things to do while I'm doing chores like cooking, cleaning, etc. And it's a great way of acquiring input because in a video you also have to watch. Your attention is divided. But podcasts are only sound. Of course, if you need, I have subtitles available. So, how did I start? My English was terrible until I was 12. I couldn't even write my name properly or say my age. But then I discovered a little show called Doctor Who. It blew my mind, you know, science fiction, fantasy. These genres were very new to me as I was 12. <laughs> In our household, whatever my father wanted to watch, we were supposed to watch it with him. If he was not around for some reason, then second in command was my mother. So it was never my turn. I was 12 and it was a patriarchal household. But gladly, my mother liked Doctor Who. She was the reason I met with such an incredible show. I was fascinated with it and it shaped my personality. I was only 12. I became more curious about science, about foreign TV shows and movies, and of course, English. You know, I didn't consciously acquire English. Not at all. I just loved noting down, repeating and reenacting my favorite quotes and scenes from Doctor Who. 
I started watching other stuff too. And I realized my devotion to my series and my devotion to memorizing and reenacting my favorite scenes helped me develop my English unconsciously. After one and a half or two years later, I was watching a show called Life on Mars or Ashes to Ashes. I don't exactly remember which one was it, but yes, they're both named after David Bowie's songs with the same names. And Ashes to Ashes is the sequel to Life on Mars. Anyway, it was one of them. I didn't realize for quite a while, but somehow the Turkish subtitles were turned off. I was watching with the English subtitles. I didn't realize it because I wasn't reading them anyway. It's like learning how to ride a bike. At first, a nettle holds the back of your bike to give you balance while you spin the paddles. Then, without telling you, they let you go. You don't realize it, but it's actually you who is balancing the bike. When you realize no one is holding you, you often fall. When I realized I wasn't even reading the subtitles, I didn't say, oh, okay, no more subtitles for me. I opened them again. This time, not the Turkish subtitles, but I opened English subtitles. I didn't quite exactly fall, but I still needed an adult to balance me. It's the perfect metaphor, I think, for acquiring a language. I mean, it's a skill. You don't consciously acquire it. Yes, you can learn it. You can learn the rules. You can learn the grammar. But you can't exactly say you speak English until you actually do. So learning grammar and rules are like one-fifth of what is necessary. It's crazy, right? Only one-fifth? We, the Turkish people, spend four years in middle school and four years in high school. In a total of eight years, we have mandatory ESL classes. None of those classes are designed to acquire the language. We are all learning rules and grammar for eight years, but we are only given one-fifth of what is necessary to successfully acquire a skill. It's like when you're learning how to ride the bike, the adults teach you only how to hop on the bike. And you need to learn how to push the pedals, rotate the bike, balance yourself, and back pedal, etc. all by yourself for eight years. You may say to yourself, I learned how to ride the bike myself. No adult showed me. No one held the back of my bike to teach me balance. If you say that, then you are perfectly right. You are absolutely right. That's why it's the perfect metaphor. Yes, you probably hit the ground more than others because you were trying to learn everything on your own. But you did it anyway. You didn't wait for an adult to teach you the other four-fifth. You did it all by yourself. That's what ESL can be like. That's my point. Yes, school teachers, they show us one-fifth. 
and you may feel like you need a special tutor or a speaking coach to acquire or practice the other four-fifths. But we are not doomed. We can acquire the language on our own. I unconsciously started this process when I was 12. When I was 14, I realized I came a long way. I started high school when I was 14 or 15 in Turkish education institutions. I don't know why, but when you graduate or start another school, they just start ESL classes all from the beginning. We just started again in the freshman year of high school learning pronouns like MSR. And the girl who couldn't write or say her name, her age, was actually bored with the class. Following weeks, when we advanced in grammar, I knew everything already. Some of the advanced grammar, like perfect tenses, they were not shown in middle school. How the hell did I know about them? Yes, I acquired them. I suddenly became one of the top ESL students in my class. In the sophomore year, we choose departments. You can choose one of the following. Linguistics, math, equal department that shows linguistics and math balanced, and yes, the fourth is ESL. Whatever department you choose, you learn more of that department. If you choose math, you still take literature classes, for example, but it's little compared to what the linguistic department learns. I chose the equal balance thing. I still don't know what it's called in English. I'm really sorry. But there was one thing wrong. My math was terrible and I hated it. In my junior year, I put him for a transfer to the ESL class. It was the best decision of my life. They were my equals. Those who suck at math and flourish speaking English. They were my people. My sophomore year sucked because of math, but my junior year, I felt like I belonged. From there on, even though I was missing sophomore year, I already knew everything. It was okay. I didn't even need to spend time on homework. I could easily do my homework in like five minutes. I was one of the top students already, even though I missed a year and every day my English became better. I understood easily and I spoke without hesitating. But imagine, I was acquiring unconsciously from the ages 12 to 16, my sophomore year. That's when I realized ESL was for me, right? That's when I started to create an environment for myself so that I can expose myself to and I can surround myself with sources that I can acquire English from. One was obviously deciding to transform to ESL department for my junior year. Second was Facebook. Yes, <laughs> I was a devoted Doctor Who fan, no matter how many years passed. And Doctor Who fans are called Whovians. I started a Facebook page and a group for Turkish Whovians a while before. 
we created amazing friendships, a lot of international friends too. And my Facebook feed, my Twitter feed, they were all filled with English posts. You know, Tumblr too. Those were the Tumblr days. Third thing was, I exposed myself to more and more English content. Watching more movies, series, reading more books, listening to more music in English. These decisions were made consciously unlike the previous period. I accelerated my acquisition process. The first four years, from the ages 12 to 16, it was unconscious and unintentional. From the ages 17 to 18, it was very well intentional. From ages 17 to 18, which makes my junior and senior years, my top quality became English. It may not be a good thing, but people remembered me for my English. I don't know, I mean, I never traveled abroad, never had private tutors, and I was one of the top speakers in my school. It's strange for a girl who couldn't write her name in English before. Then, after I graduated high school, I started college, and I chose a department that gave classes only in English, 100%. I studied American culture and literature, aka American studies. They were the best years of my life. I knew I had made the right decision, especially when there were too many people around me in Turkey that chose their departments based solely on future job opportunities. Then they regretted their decisions because they never thought about the fact that Am I passionate about this? Thank God a million times I chose the right thing for me. Then of course, I graduated college and I've been making my own money for 7 years. I'm 25 years old now. All the jobs and positions I work for, I got them thanks to my English. I am a fast learner and I have other good qualities, but none of them precedes my English skills because it's still a very rare thing in Turkey. Of course, there are many people who can communicate their basic needs very well in English, but this kind of level is the thing that gives you the edge when you apply for a competitive position. It's one of the things that puts you a step further than the others. That's why I want to help people realize that you can do this on your own. It's not quantum physics, you know. There are millions of people who speak English as their second language. You can do it too. So it's just a matter of will and system. I spent roughly four years subconsciously acquiring English. But then, only in two years of consciously exposing myself to English, I arrived at a level where I can write articles in English and listen to literature 100% in English. It's just a matter of your will and your system. And that's what I'm here for. 
to provide you with enough inspiration so that you can find your own will and help you create a system that works for you. And I hope we can manage that together because you can do it. I've done it. So yeah, that's my journey. And if you're not from Turkey listening to this podcast, let me know because I primarily create content in Turkish, but if you enjoyed this podcast and if you would like to subscribe to my content, I'll know you're there and I'll start creating my content in English from now on. I appreciate your comments and I hope you enjoyed it. See you around, friend.